going for him. Saints I, I was missing. He was in Saints and Sinners 1994, Double Team 97, and The Quest in 96. His mm. name is Paul Monet's. So he isn't a big deal, you know? He just. Yeah. Just, yeah, I, I had him confused in my memory. I thought it was this other guy from some other 80s film that I can't think of. I um, think some, he looks uh, like Adam some, Ant. Some Hispanic guy. I thought it was like some Hispanic guy. Now, you see the Cole Brothers Circus. Due right. to budget constraints, they couldn't afford Ringling Brothers. Wow. So this I wasn't mean, just happened to be in the warehouse they used. They actually put this stuff up. No, I'm. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right, I got you. It just seems like the Space Brothers. Or were you joking about the Ring? I was brothers? joking. <laughs> Cole Brothers is like, yeah, we'll be in your film. It's free publicity. Yeah, that right. And Ringling Brothers back in the day at Madison Square Garden. That was. Now, There's a lot of the, signs in this. Did you hear him say "faggot," Mike? No, I didn't hear it. I didn't understand. Oh, faggot. Yep. Be crazy. Oh, no! Oh, no! I didn't see the signs. Yeah, there was definitely a faggot. Whoa! Kim won't stand for this. She's got to stop him. All right, shoot now. I got a 50-50 chance. His, His rope perfectly goes to exactly where it needs to. I mean, Nick, there's other fish in the sea. he hops off. There's other fish in the sea, dude. You don't know. She might not like this guy. I got to shoot your dad. I got to shoot your dad for this girl. She might not like this girl. Okay, they had sex. Whatever. That's what human beings do, pal. That's how babies get made. That is, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll meant to be. It's meant to be, Nick. You don't have to do all this, like, run people over, shoot them, do this, break their bike, beat the women, beat their dad, shoot this guy's dad. You don't have to do that stuff. Okay, now, it looks very bad for Jim Spader. We really need the cavalry right about now. Right. Well, those henchmen always have power, outnumber him, and outpower him. Uh-oh. Does it like uh, Robert Downey Jr. come drive through with something or something? He comes with you, his you dogs. See... Yeah. This oh. is it. James Spader's getting killed. <laughs> sure wish we had the cavalry. Nikki, no! Oh no! Right in the thigh. The only okay place to get shot. Right in the thigh. God, he didn't shoot one of those dogs, man. People would have, we would have never saw this movie. (laughs) Now that's a Doberman Pinscher, right? That's not an '80s Pitbull. Yes, that's the '80s Pitbull. But well, it started in the '70s, right? Those are Rottweilers. Yeah, those are Doberman Pinschers. Are you sure? Rottweilers are thicker. You know, they look like Rottweilers. I can't really yeah. see them. They might well, be Doberman. Really now look, Tim's going to cock the gun. Nothing now it's happened. not cocked. Now it's cocked. Now it's not cocked. 
Foxies. He is such a foxy. <laughs> now it's cocked. Right. All for you. Yeah, it didn't work out. How's that going, Andy Sandberg? Now it's going. Oh. Oh. Awkward. Oh. <laughs> uh, she was gonna shoot him though. That's pretty cool. I know that's the thing. You can see it on him. He's like, "Oh shit!" I would have shot you dead. Uh oh. Ouch. Ooh. Oh. Oh, cool! Right in front of Santa too. Yeah. Oh, gave her a punch. Wow. Man, I gotta hire this guy. <laughs> Out. He knows how to punch a chick. I got a few chicks I know that need to get punched. <laughs> oh no, there's a nail on it. This movie's so boring. Nikki, Nikki, well, I know ending. you. We're ending. Board, board, I'm bored. I'm bored. Yeah, I'm the chairman <laughs> of the board. That was that wrong guy, right? Is that Jim Carroll as well? <laughs> I'm bored. bored. Come on, come on, badass. Oh. Oh. Ah, let me ask you something. Oh yeah. I wonder how many leather jackets they had with the slash thing. They right. probably had at least a couple of them. And yeah, I think right, you're least. right, Anthony, that it was not a continuity error. It was just the light. Yeah. All right. I, I I I would be very surprised if they just had one jacket that he always wore because it seems like he's in a lot of scenes with it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. He's riding his bike in. And... Or maybe they doctored it after every cut, you know, or after every, you know, after every uh, uh switch around when they switch, you know, switch around for the next shot. Yeah. Use state of the art. I like to make the, the costume people doctor it, but I would imagine they had at least a couple. Do 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 no. no, not Howard the Duck. The, Let's the stay on the film, guys. We're almost done. Now look, I like he's Howard defeated the Duck Nick. Guy. It's over. But you know a film, there's got to be a second right. challenge at the very last second. I need a shock scare at the end. Oh, you know, yeah, that's a Doberman. Yep, you got it. You're right. Yeah. That one is anyway. Look out! Look out, Morgan! Oh no, Terminator, he's still alive! <laughs> every film, every film. Fuck you, Whoa, punch it three times. Triple punch! Now you see that rope? Oh, good, yeah, make sure the teenager's dead. 
Now this rope is going to be still, and then off. Oh boy, I tell you. It falls what? It goes zip. Never mind. Doesn't matter. It's all over now. All right. That's a bummer. And you know why? Because we heard. <laughs> Almost done with the movie, Carl. Okay, we're done. Now we're going to see it? a big dancey ending. More J uh, Jack Mack and the heart attack? Yes, right. Got matching shirts. Do, do, matching shoes. Now they're like, hey, isn't that sweet? The girl we saw dancing on the tables. Yeah, what high schoolers. Yeah, I would watch these high school movies, and it would be like not only they they have cars and they're drinking and driving, and they got they got liquor and the car. That's All right, right. That's like the next night, <laughs> did they just clean up and go out and party? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I mean. It's like it's sort of tacked on ending. So you get the credits rolling. No, but the thing Anthony is, Quinn, what a pleasure to have you back in the show. What do you think of this movie? Dude, I thought. What were you gonna say about the ending, Carl? Uh, just that at the end of the situation in the warehouse, we should have seen him and James Spader cementing their love and doing a big hug and, right. you know, let's get married or something. But instead, we got this tacked on. They cheesed number. out. They cheesed yeah. out. Maybe they ran out of money. I think they went out on a date afterwards to indicate they're in love. And honestly, with this kind of movie, does it even matter if they do that at the end? I mean, I might be with them on that. Okay. You know? Oh. I don't know. So what did you think of the movie, Quinn? Uh, I thought it was okay. You know, I thought, um, I don't remember being as annoyed by the dancing and shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. As a kid. I don't, I don't remember, like, being as annoyed by that when I was a kid. Um, but I thought it was pretty decent, you know? Um... You know, I, I think it's a watchable movie. I don't think it's a, a like I said, I don't think it's really art. I wouldn't say this is a, um, you know, I wouldn't tell my, you know, I wouldn't necessarily tell my son to watch it. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> right. it, but. I wouldn't recommend it, but, you know, it, it, it means something to me. It has sentimental value. Yeah. So um, watching it and talking about it, um, you know, I enjoyed it. I got a kick out of this it. This movie does have scent. It stinks. <laughs> Do you, uh, do you, what'd you think, Carl? The truth is, I think this was a good film. I think they did everything they were supposed to do. Yeah. I think they messed up the script, and I think they messed up the way end. But other than that, you know, and James Spader and uh, Robert Downey Jr. would go on to be big, big friends from this film. Yeah. Oh, they're, you know, the only thing I can add is interesting yeah. to see Jim Carroll play himself in this movie. I was not expecting to see Jim Carroll in this movie. Yeah, was I was bugging out about that. Yeah. That's because yeah. he's dead now. Jim Carroll's dead now. Oh, he, he wrote a song about died, it. Died. Died. What? He's Including a person me. who died. They and were me. all me. They died. And I died. <laughs> hey, I'm a person who died. Died. That's his, that's his big hit, uh, Anthony. That's what made yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Successful. Yep. Yep. That and writing yep. basketball diaries. Playing basketball was another big deal for him. Anthony, where yeah. can people find more about you? Like, let them know online, in um, person. If you just listen loud enough, you can, if, you know, he's loud if, enough. If you, you have a him. white castle near your house, just like go there <laughs> twice castle. a week, and there's a real good chance you might see me. Um, you might hear you say, six cheese. <laughs> buy me, a, just buy me a burger or some clam strips. 
and uh, we can be friends forever. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can, um, That's my my Instagram is the.anthonyquinn. I have two podcasts, Quinspiracy. Great. Uh, and I have a food addict. Um, they're both audio. And uh, I've been doing them for years now. I'm pretty fucking good at it. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Yeah, cool. we, we're agreeing with that. Well, um, all right, cool. So it's Food Addict, and we'll see your conspiracy. And uh, you can you can see um, you can contact me on Instagram the Anthony Quinn. If you go to Facebook, you search Anthony Quinn. There'll be a bunch of them. I'm the good looking one. Okay. <laughs> All right. The actor. The actor. Right. I'm I'm this guy right here. Um, and if it's please... not a picture of a cacti. It's Anthony. Just look for the Anthony <laughs> Quinn who's not a picture of a cacti or some stupid. And everybody guy. join his group on Facebook. And uh, everything Anthony everything Quinn. Everything Anthony Quinn. Everything Anthony and, Quinn. Yeah, I haven't really been pushing that much, but um, you know, we're gonna do that, you. and uh, I want to start. Uh, I'll probably do a, a YouTube channel eventually called Everything All Anthony right. Quinn, something like that. Instagram the dot Anthony Quinn. Start off your world there. There'll be links to more stuff and check out Quinspiracy on your podcast. If you just put Anthony Quinn comedian, Anthony Quinn podcast, any of that stuff, I'm all over the place. I own this Love motherfucker. It. Perfect. Thank you, Anthony, so much. Thank you guys oh, so, much, you so much, man. I had a great time, dude. I had a great time. Good I'm sorry. Choices. Come back again. We'll be back Whoa. next week. You're going to listen to us on Mutiny Radio. Stream first. Donate to Mutiny Radio via Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Listen to our podcast. Subscribe at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And finally, we're on the YouTube. See the video version on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T channel. See you guys. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike
Hi, everybody. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's an acronym. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Whoa, hi. How you doing? Oh, it's hi, Mike Spiegelman and Carl and... Oh, yes. We have a very special guest. My brother, Adam Spiegelman, returns to our show. Hi, Adam. Hey, girl. Hey, hey girl. girl. Hey, my brother has one of the best podcasts still in distribution. You can find it at Proudly Resents. It's a really good cult movie uh, podcast and a big influence on this show. So, hello. Welcome back, Adam. Oh, thanks for having me, and uh, good to meet you, Mike. Is it Spiegelman or Spiegelman? It's Spiegelman. <laughs> oh, I okay, would... good. And I'm really Carl... excited to have you. Maybe we won't have a celebrity comedian countdown today. Are we having a celebrity comedian countdown today? Oh, uh, not whatever me. you want to do. I have right. them in my back pocket. We don't need to do it. We have Adam. Apparently, yeah. I'm neither a celebrity nor a comedian. A comedian. Can you count right. down? Yeah, I, sure. From where? It depends from where. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are right now streaming first on mutinyradio.fm. It is the internet radio station based in San Francisco and broadcasts around the world. So, hello, world. Get our podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's why we say the acronym up front. Find the podcast, and at your leisure, listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. Maybe you're even lazier. We have a YouTube channel, Carl. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Moderate. Thanks. And uh, he actually syncs the movie with the podcast, so you don't I'm have to curator. do that extra step. And you can watch it anytime at LW. At your leisure, leisure, not leisure. At your leisure. That word is so banal. <laughs> Did I pronounce that word right? Uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T is our YouTube channel. So we want you to like someone and smash them. Not not anything related. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? We will watch this week. We're watching Brooke Shields again. It's our third movie. Brenda Starr. Okay, Brenda Starr, 1989. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Brenda... You know how to spell that. Stars with two R's, 1989. And then it goes on to say what? It says Brooke Shields and... Um, Timothy but Dalton. anyway, you will find the channel that is Gamer. Something Gamer. That's your channel. It's I-R-S-Y-A-D. Syad Ur-Syad Gamer is the channel we like. Brenda Star, two R's, 1989. All right, sounds good. Let's take it from Carl. Go find Brenda Starr, 1989. That's the one with Brooke Shields. Loretta, dad, think gamer, is uh, hosting it for us. Find the link, click it, hit pause, move it the timer to zero, zero, zero. And now, without further ado, Carl, take yeah. it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Kathleen Wilhoyt. Welcome, Kathleen. So today we're watching Brenda Starr, 1986, and this is why we have you on. You are playing the character Hank O'Hare. This character is very, very masculine, you know? Was that fun for you? How did you feel about it? I mean, you're in a suit and tie, right? Well, I'll just tell you, I was on a roll at the time. I was getting cast in a lot of things. I even looked at an old interview where I actually said the words, getting acting jobs has never been very difficult for me. 
which is so not far from the truth today. I, I, I was shocked. It was an interview I did for CNN. And that, and I would say that Brenda Starr was amidst a series of gigs that I just got cast in without auditioning, which to me is the gold star of an acting career. If you don't audition for something, it's just fantastic. I mean, to me, it's the greatest thing in an actor's yeah. life. Like, you, you know, of course, people who don't have to audition for, uh, for jobs, um, just you can see them just bask in the glow of a fabulous life. And I got to experience that for a brief period in my life. And it was fantastic. So I didn't audition for the part of um, Great. Hair. I was cast in it. Um, and I was so, as they say in uh, whatever, full of the beans or whatever. I was so um, just full of myself, I guess. You had a big I, head know, I, I didn't even read the script. I was just like on a plane flying to Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. So I'm reading the script and I was like looking for my part and it was I was I couldn't I kept having to reread like which part am I? I read the <laughs> script and I was like I don't know what part I'm supposed to play. I remember I got off the plane I called my manager he said oh you're playing Hank. I thought Hank I thought that was a, like a dude I don't know what yeah. out of my mind. And then I looked at it in my hotel room I was like oh shit this is a cartoon movie. So uh, I also have a thing where I can't stand to suck. I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. So I thought, wow, how bizarre that they were like, we got to get Kathleen for this part. So then I just surrendered to it. And I was like, you know what? It's kind of awesome to get to play a cartoon character. It's kind of cool. I did some research on it. And... Uh, well, I, actually, at the time, there was no internet, so I guess I didn't do any research on it. The library. Yeah, and I didn't go to the library, but so I just started to try to figure out how to play this role. And I remember I went into makeup and hair, and the makeup person was like, we're going to paint freckles on your face. And yeah. the costume people were like, we're going to put a pillbox hat on your head, and then you're going to have a hank of hair that curls up on the pillbox hat. And you smoke a cigar all the time. I was like, oh. And so then I developed, I just went and kind of did a crash course, again, not wanting to suck, and developed my character, um, you know, and the voice. I think I had a voice yeah. in that, hey, you know, Hank O'Hare. And I think I just thought, like, the way to not suck in a cartoon movie is to go broad, be big, own it, don't apologize, and just swan dive into the clown of it all and hope you hope you stick the landing so that's basically and you really anchor. did i mean the clown of it all like uh, like when you're in the hospital scene uh like you're you're quirky and you're moving your head around you're way pronounced and over exaggerating so i thought you were only in jacksonville because half of it was shot in puerto rico but i really don't think you're part of that you were in you were in the the press offices of the flash uh, you were in the hospital scene. I think you had a scene on the street, if I recall. Was it a quick shoot for you? Well, how about this? Because this is a sentence I haven't had the privilege of uttering in since then. 
I was doing two movies at the same time. I was doing a movie in New Orleans called, geez, I don't remember what it was called, but my friend David Nydorf was in it and mm -hmm. Jennifer Jason Lee. I can't remember what it was called. But I was doing that movie and I was doing Brenda Starr and I was flying between New Orleans and Jacksonville doing uh -huh. both movies. So I was only in Jacksonville, never went to Puerto Rico, did you say? Yeah, yeah, they I did. I went there. Um, and I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> well, 1986 was a big year for you. I mean, at least in terms of the releases that came out. I mean, films get shot, of course, before their release, but you had Witchboard. You also had a movie called The Morning After, which we've also done on our podcast. That was with Jeff Bridges and Jane Fonda. But my, your best thing in 1986 is you were starring your handcuff to Charles Bronson in a great film. I don't know if I call it a great film, but it was a Charles yeah. Bronson film. And Charles Bronson is amazing and cool. And, you know, the thing that's embar that embarrasses me about that is, like, it was um, it was not a realistic script, obviously. Uh -huh. And I feel like at the time, I was in New York doing a play, and people would follow me around sort of going, hey, butthole, hey, you know, like, doing, like, the crazy names of the, mm -hmm. the character was supposed to be like a potty mouth, but it was kind of psychotic because it wasn't any kind of name that anyone would ever call anybody. And again, at being a beggar, not a, a chooser, what beggars can't be choosers. I was happy to have the part and I was happy to work. I didn't, you know, it wasn't, I've never gotten to choose the parts that I play, um, mm -hmm. uh, which is really to me, the sign of, just enormous success yeah. and I still look forward to the day when I get to choose the parts I get to play but as, right office. now and back then I was lucky to get what I could get I got you now you said you didn't really remember the shoot I was going to ask you if there's any stories or anecdotes about Brenda Starr uh maybe something that you know I mean, well, did you speak with Brooke a lot or you don't know yeah. a thing about it or? No, I do. I do. I mean, Brooke is my age, right? She's, I think probably we were born at the, uh, in, in within like two or three years of each other. So at the time we were both in our twenties. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing her at the hotel and her beauty was otherworldly. Like yeah. I remember going, oh, that's that's a different kind of pretty than I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. Because her face, she's tall, uh, and she was super famous at the time. Yeah, but it was still like remarkable. She was remarkably beautiful, and I thought to myself, I remember consciously thinking to myself, that chick would not be able to have a normal career in some small town in the United States because mm -hmm. her looks were exceptional and uh and then her mother was also a big big character in the cast and crew she had a big presence her mother was kind of body and she and Brooke had a very very close uh, relationship and there was a lot of I remember people being a little intimidated by her mother. 
Mm -hmm. um, her mother kind of uh, inserted herself in a lot of the decision making pro uh, decision making in the production of the film, and I think at the time, and this is vague, of course, but I think that was really at at, a, at the beginning of when Brooke was starting to want to take more control of her own career and life mm. at that time. She was in a, probably in her early 20s, I would suspect. Like, yeah, so she was just like 20, 21. Well, I know that she was in college at the time and we graduate, what, 22, I think is when you graduate. Yeah. So it must be a young 20. And that's also the time in which you look at your parents and start to rebel. But her mother was a big part of this film even getting made. I mean, she pursued the director and she was the one who pulled the people together to do the financing and everything. So well, it makes sense that she's like large and in charge like that. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, they, she's in the lobby and gesticulating. But I, I found her to be, love, you know, funny. She was always nice to me. Uh -huh. I had no, you know, who am I? I'm just a, you know, an actress in the thing. And and um um, Brooke had like an assistant. She had like two people around her that were our age, that were her good friends as well, uh -huh. like assistants or something that she hung out with. But I was also going through my own kind of self-destructive, you know, phase of life. I don't know if I was probably the most professional. <laughs> yourself mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah but i i can tell you that when i look back at that time because i had such an abundance of opportunities kind of it felt like the brinks truck backed up and <laughs> money into my backyard and it, now again i say this because that's not my life today and it today. wasn't my life like in my 30s you know i've had to work really hard and i'm grateful for any job i get now and but at that time, I got to experience my little 15 minutes and it was, I loved, I had a blast and I was simultaneously uh, self-destructing in a, a kind of pathetic way, you know, drinking a lot and doing whatever uh, destructive stuff I could. I think maybe I could not really handle my good fortune and felt mm -hmm. unworthy inside. Like if they really get to know me, if they really, they'll see I'm an untalented kind of ding dong student. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just so sad. Yeah. I think of myself because now I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Why would you ever do that? But at the time, you know, I just, I, you know, look, we all go through our phases. Yes. Do you yes. have a phase like that? I mean, yes. You know, We've yeah. all been young, you know, yeah. and we don't have our perspective. And right. I can imagine being young and getting all this uh, success thrust upon you. And uh, you're kind of like navigating it yourself and, and there are new experiences. So I could absolutely see you like making or, or whomever uh, making choices that you wouldn't make today with a much more, you know, you know, you were kind of saying today, I think you're really working a lot today. I mean, what you what do you have CSI Vegas is that's oh yeah I did I did weird. yeah I did that season that killed me oops nope oh, yeah. don't spoil right I know right <laughs> I did that season and I had a ball that was great I got to work with Mark Helgenberger and I've worked with her before so it was fun to see her again um but you're I mean I feel really good about my life it's just that um uh 
I, I don't know. I have a lot of joy in my life. I guess, you know, you have to go through things in order to get where you are. And today nah. you know, I'm a mother of three, three grown children, you know, they're all doing well. I'm proud of them all. Great. I'm happily married. I love hiking in the mountains with my dogs. I love my friends. I love Southern California. So, I mean, you know, like my story has what I perceive to be a pretty solid happily ever after. I even tell my students, because I also teach mm -hmm. arts and also I'm teaching at UCSB this next semester, but I tell them, listen, if I get hit by a stray bullet someday, every one of you should know that I had a good run because I did. I've had a lot of fun in my life. It's been really... and, and it's ongoing. I mean, you were yeah. just in Yellowstone. Uh, you yes. did seven episodes of that cartoon, that uh, Summer Camp Island, I think. Oh, that yeah, yeah. That's sense. fun. Yeah, and you know, I never got to see, but I got, I guess I could say that I've worked with, um, who is the guy who played my husband? He's like a famous English yeah. actor. I yeah, and I could just say like, oh, I've worked with that guy, you know, that's yeah. cool. In a virtual way, right? Yeah. I never got to meet him, but, you know, he sure is good. I saw him in Red, this play about Rothko, Philip Rothko. So Rothko. I understand that you auditioned for Phoebe on Friends, right? Oh, that's the, um, yeah, yeah, I did. That would have been great. Right. That was, um, I tell that to my students when I talk about uh, auditioning, Um I went to the network, which is like the final stage of the auditions. And it was me, Pam Adlon, and the chick who's Phoebe. What's her name? Yeah. The blonde, um, I, don't know. I know her as Phoebe. And every time I see her in another movie, I think, oh, Phoebe's branching out. I know. I can't Ooh, believe I can't remember her name. She's just obscenely famous and, and successful mm -hmm. and delightful. And everyone loves her. Anyway, she was there. And uh, I I was going to do like a whole, I had dyed black hair at the time, a lot of black eyeliner. I wore uh -huh. like black, I was going to do like a whole uh, Chrissy Hines kind of ding dong. You know, oh, the character was supposed to be kind of, but she did like a hippie thing. Anyway, rejection's God's protection, uh, you know. But <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's a second or third place situation. And <laughs> You know, well, who knows how my life would have changed if I had It would have, yes, absolutely, you know, it would have yeah. been. So, um, uh, last Brenda Star question, I kind of don't think it was on your radar, the release, but there was years and years of waiting for this thing to release. Were you ever, I'm sure that you were moving on to other acting parts at that point, and you weren't sitting there going, when is Brenda Star coming out? Did you have any, did it ever cross your mind, when is this movie going to release? Good question. I would tell you that one of the things that I love about acting is the actual acting part, ah, the actual okay. sending and receiving and doing the thing and cut and makeup and hair and creating the characters. The thing that I'm not as much a fan of is the release, the uh, screenings, the interviews, the post, yeah. post acting stuff. That stuff makes me, uh, I'm not comfortable with that. So the answer to your question is because I I have never been thrilled about the opening of a movie, nor have I ever carried a movie outside of Murphy's Law. But even then, that was such a Charles Bronson was such a strong draw and presence 
it's not like they were like it's the Kathleen Wilson <laughs> no how yeah. a Charles Bronson movie and right. so um I could tell you that I don't have a consciousness I don't care I didn't care when it was released I didn't I I like I don't even watch. I'm also one of those actors. I don't like to watch my stuff. I never saw. Oh, you're one of those. Really? I don't watch it because I see like a chin on a butt floating around a screen, like in a voice. I can't see myself with any kind of. I mean, I sometimes I will. Like I told you, I ended up watching. I don't know how I got onto it, but that CNN interview of when I was in my 20s saying like. I've never oh. really had to work hard for an acting gig. No. I'm like, oh my God, what? But it was true at the time. It was true, it was at, the true at the time. I can mm -hmm. tell you for that little tiny window and I had a record deal and I was doing cartoon and movie. Yeah. I had a really good manager back then who I didn't treat very well and who really provided me with a lot of opportunities. A, a man named Alan Summers and he... Um, Probably the one of many foolish moves I made in retrospect uh, in my acting career was firing him. So. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. And we will all have the, you know, you would want to go back. And, well, I don't know that you'd want to go back and change stuff because you turned out great, you know. Well, yeah. You were describing things, you know. Right. So it did work out, I have to say, but. Absolutely. Well, I do have a few things of like, oh, <laughs> really? Did you do that? You know? Yeah. I, I, I guess we all it. do and everybody does. Yes, that. it's really true. So yeah. I, we're about to do this countdown and watch this film together, but I still have one last thing. I would like to see your eyes. I hear that they're different colored. Can you show me this? More human, right? Oh, there we go. So, does that do you, how do you feel about having different colored eyes? I'm sure nowadays it doesn't even cross your mind, but I mean, in the past, you must have thought, what's? Did you feel like it was strange? I mean, it must have been. It's attractive in a way. It's different. It's quirky. I never, you know. I just make jokes. I'm the girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, that doesn't have you know. And a lot of times I'll tell people, I got two different colored eyes, and they look at me and they say, no, you don't. It's well, like, I've been trying to see it throughout the whole interview. I had to get up close, you know? Yeah, it's like one is brown and green, and one's green and brown. So. Well, that's very unique. It's very, <laughs> you know, it's it's neat. <laughs> okay, now. All right, now. Wait. We, everybody at home is poised to press play at the same time we do here in the studio. So everybody's queued up and ready to go. So why don't you go ahead, Kathleen Wilhoy, and give us that celebrity countdown. Three, two, one, go! All right, thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown for that, that Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Oh, worst president ever. Triumph? Oh, it's a triumph, sorry. Do you I mean see Truman, Trump's name everywhere. Because he will be in this film. The worst president ever, Truman, Harry S. Truman, will be in this film. But now that we've got Trump, is it really true anymore? He's not the worst. Right, sure. Maybe there'll be another worst president. We'll have to wait. Brenda Starr, the cartoon show, the comic strip. I can't believe right, you guys now, made comic strips political. This is a... 
comic strip that was in, um, well, oh, it was out of the Jeffrey Chicago I'm out of here. You guys remember this from growing up, right? In the Sunday funnies. Can I just talk about this? I, I, I'm not that smart. Like, I, I couldn't follow the, it's only three panels a day. Nothing really <laughs> happened. And, and you don't read it every day. And you don't know, I always got lost. So you can really it was follow cute. Out. It's just like a tiny little nose. And I'd read that. I'm always like, look out behind you, Mary Worth. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell them Worth. apart. Look out, Rex Harrington. Timothy Dalton was in this movie? Yeah. He had a career. Like, did you know he existed before James Bond? I knew he was in this movie. Well, he was in Flash Gordon, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he was. Yes. He was like a famous British actor. So this is cute. Like, comic book movies before Marvel, they really didn't know how to do them. So they always have to show the art itself. Yeah, the drawing. Right. Because it's a comic book movie based on a comic book. Bob Mackie, nice. Well, he really is involved in his mouth. <laughs> look at that I know old, what's up with that. Um, look at that oh, old-style huh? you know, pencil sharpener. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Old-timey coffee, Rostin. Now, Timothy oh, Dalton start, started in The Lion in Winter, one of my favorite films. You guys you know were, that. Yeah, film. we talked about that film. He was the king of France. Come to visit. The... the the car, the cartoon, the comic strip, the character he plays has a patch on his eye. So it's like yep. one of those movie magic to see the actual character in real life, even though he looks, you know, goofy. Right. He plays Basil St. John, who was always a mysterious figure in the um, cartoon, in the, com you know, comic strip uh, of Brenda Starr. Brenda Starr was a reporter, and that would take her on lots and lots of adventures. Now, the woman who writes... For Brenda Starr used to get letters from reporters saying, "This is bullshit. My <laughs> life is not like this at all." And she she was like, "That's why you're not in a comic strip." Right. Yeah. Let's do a comic strip about you trying to pay your taxes. Now and, we uh, making got phone the calls. sound on mute, which is a big mistake because Mike always has the sound up. And what he's doing is he's insulting Brenda Starr. You see. He's taken this job. Oh, now you turn it on. He's taken this job because he needs to pay the bills. He's not a Brenda Starr fan, so he chastises her and insults her while he's drawing her. And she's fed up. Is she going to come to life in this panel? No. Bingo. Here she goes. Coming to life. All right. What Brenda should wear. Look, it's the actual cartoonist. Oh, it is? I forget the name of the cartoonist, but that was the signature. Well, the cartoonist, you might know as Dale, but it's Dahlia Messick. She oh. was the artist and writer who created it. We're going back to the early 40s. Here she comes. Here she comes to life. What? This is like Cool World. Right. God bless you, Brooke. What? That's it. She's out of here. She she went from cartoon to real life. Bingo. How is that possible? Ba 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 fa fa ba ba. Guess That's what? Me. We will never have it explained. It just starts like we we got to make a movie based on a comic strip. Oh gosh, that's gonna take a lot of setup. People are not ready for a comic book movie. <laughs> we better have a preface where the cartoonist is drawing it during the opening credits. 
I mean, honestly, don't you think this is a better opening than a guy drawing a picture? Now, here's like, Green Acres, yeah. dude. Uh, he's he's the top cop, the Green Acres. Eddie Albert? Mike, what's the name of the pig from Green Acres? Oh, gosh. Harley? Marley? Wait. Um, there was a fan club for that pig, too. Now, this Josh is Dr. our, our anyway. guy who's a Just gal. Kidding. Okay, she's the riot. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. What's the pig's name? Listen, I don't want you to blow this. This is the main and villain, okay? He is a rival reporter, and she hates Brenda Starr. He looks like Brooke, like a blonde Brooke. Okay, now I watched Green Acres on the reruns and everything, and I remember something about the pig was a big deal. What, yeah. is, what was its name? That's Will? the thing. It, it, Arnold? No. Arnold. Was Arnold. it? Hang on. Siri, what's the name of the pig from Green Acres? Dasha Gabor. <laughs> That's great. That's Adam Choke. He says, How does Carl, you gave Mike credit for that? That's Siri, Mike. Mike. Well, he is a celebrity comedian. Yeah, uh -huh. he is. Three, two, one, go. Get it together. That's how you do it, kid. Ooh. Now, wow, Linda has used her street smarts and her gumption and determination and tenacity to worm her way into a hostage situation, although she's not a hostage yet, because she wants to get the story and she wants to scoop lips. lips what is the bed. story? Uh, you know, there's a crime going on here, and it's going to be in all the papers, and uh, Green Acres dude is the top cop. I remember, so uh, our father, uh, Arthur, uh, speaking uh, with a journalist, and he used to come really home after work. I said, how, how was work? He'd go, great. I was covering a story of a, of a, of a gun shootout, and so I went into the room itself to cover it. And we go, thank God you're home alive. What journalist does that? Now, artist is calling his boss. And saying, I don't know what to do. She's gone. I don't know what to do. I need this job. Yeah, we really don't need any of that. So right. he essentially says, if you want to keep your job, you'll get her back. And that's our setup for the leap that he's about to take. So she's in cartoon world right now. And in real life, the story is the cartoonist assistant has to find her. Right. In cartoon world. In right. world. The, the real cartoonist will enter cartoon world to pursue Brenda and convince her to come back. Even though his brother was killed by a tune when they dropped the safe on his head? <laughs> Wrong movie. I will never order from Acme again. I don't care about two-day shipping. <laughs> Do not order from Acme shipping if Wile E. Coyote taught me anything. If you're an Acme Prime member, you can stream Roadrunner. Oh, uh, someone had a nickname, Pasture, Pasture Bedtime. And I go, ha ha, that's funny, Pasture Bedtime. <laughs> Pasture Bedtime, very but good. But there's Pasture Prime. I came up with my own Pasture Prime. Okay, so now Eddie Albert is seeing that she is now a hostage. And she's like, they don't know worry about me, just shoot! Do they know it's Brenda Starr? I mean, do they have like a monogram piece of clothing that could kind of identify her? No, her look, she was named after a debutante in the 30s who was hugely, so she had through this big party, she was on the cover of Time Magazine, and she was, her look is Rita Hayworth. I gotcha. 
so weird. So she's named after a real person. So that real she's person named after gets... Brenda Frazier. Brenda Frazier was the weird. real life person, a debutante in the thirties. Very Brendan, rich woman. Brendan Frazier. Got it. <laughs> and so Brenda uh, was the first name and Rita Hay Hayworth was the look. Now, if you look up Rita Hayworth and then go to images, you'll see. Now watch this, watch how Brenda saves her own life. Oh my God. She's a genius. Oh Bam. my god. He wrote the fall. Cold blooded killer. I know this is ten minutes into the movie. I, I don't know if I could just watch her ethically. She murdered her first victim. <laughs> All right, Death Kill Oh, she's alive. Oh, and, and she's upset. These people are Yeah, she says, Oh yeah. perfect. Oh great. That's really Thank good to know you. when you fall off a building. Those split seconds move the body that you're holding. That hit the ground. It wasn't a split seconds, Mike. Even though it was only four stories, it felt like four hours. It felt like four hours. Time yeah. to check her hair, flip them over, look at her phone. The credits of Iron Man 2 runs, finishes. Now, look, oh, a long movie. who's this mysterious figure who was in the crowd? I don't know. <laughs> wow, he had, a, wow. he had a view to a kill when dun, he dun. killed that dude. Dun, dun. He was hey, a surly was Bond. He was surlier than. Daniel Craig, right? He was like, oh, uh, my wife is dead. I must seek revenge. Okay, now we I... have like, oh, Brenda's so popular. Everybody knows her. We're doing the Brenda Star rag. He's so popular. We wrote this song. I'm doing the Brenda Star rag. Right. right? Nowadays, that it'd was... be a rap song. It would be featuring Brenda Star. Wow, we've seen this black orchid. Did you see it? Yeah. What does that there mean, was, Carl? Well, this Basil St. John must eat a diet of black orchids. Everyone in his family must, or they go insane. And that's from the cartoon comic strip. No, no. Was I'm that sure real? That. You didn't make that up? Yeah, the movie producers didn't make that up. That's right. No, I thought Carl made that up. Now, look who he's drawing. Look who he's drawing himself he's drawing himself into the comic and he's doing it right where she left off so that he can be hot on her trail why don't he i can tell it's him now? because of the suspenders right and this guy he's not a bad cartoonist here we go will myself into my work uh -huh. what yeah uh, he should have drawn himself on the ground right, right? <laughs> yeah big lug yeah, wherever I can draw myself wherever I want inside this lion's mouth. Now look at his '80s pants. His like Miami Vice influenced light clothing. She wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> this was well, actually... this version. Okay, this is like our Jimmy Olsen kind of guy and our you know manly woman. Uh, oh, I know her. She's a friend of mine. Really, uh, Kathleen. Oh. You didn't Is know that Kathleen Wilhoit? Um, uh, I don't, I didn't, uh, yes it is. Tell me more. Oh yeah, she's a friend of mine. She's actually on Proudly Resents a few times. Okay, uh, then let's send her with... to do the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Oh, you'll she'll do it in a second. She's so fun. That's so great. Do you yeah. want to do it? Do you know you how to? some strings? We should be talking I'll, about I'll, this I'll off I'll just air. send her an uh, email and ask her. Or you can send okay. her an email. Okay. Super nice. Sounds good. And uh, super open about everything. Now here oh, good. is rival. Here's rival reporter, and she's like 
screwed her over in the newspaper claiming that I forget exactly what the story was. I've seen this three times. This is my fourth, but. Wow. <clears throat> Do we have closed captioning on this movie? Yes, always... it is available. You might have to stop the. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I got it. Good. So that, he's saying yeah. that she's working on a huge story, a huge story that Brenda will never be a part of. Look how, look at her. Feisty, Brenda. Feisty. Brooke Shields is like perfect for this part, right? Like she looks yeah, perfect. Now this yeah. is 1986. She was at Princeton and this is the summer break. She is Are in- Are you serious? Yes. She is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida filming this and she'll also go to Puerto Rico to film this. Not bad. Yeah, that was a famous celebrity college uh, run. She stopped. Like, there's some people that are like white hot, and they're like, well, "I gotta get a life. I'm a young guy." Yeah, okay. right. So Elvis has got to go into the military. Yeah. So when she went to Princeton, it was a big deal. Like, oh my how God, can it was the they... biggest deal when she was there? Was... Yeah. Uh, I remember this com open mic comedian came on, and he he said that he got a ton of attention because he went to Princeton and wrote an article, uh, "How to Sleep with Brooke Shields." Whoa! Like to pick up. I know a dick move. No, <laughs> it's a great it. move. I'm I'm behind this guy. They published it. I would brush up. Yeah, and it got, I think National Lampoon picked it up, or it got a lot of attention. Okay, so the art artist has gone to the Flash. That's the name of the paper, looking Where for Brenda, and he just missed her. Now she's off of a big scoop, right? She was a, a part of the story as a hostage. So everyone's applauding her, and it seems like every time she enters the newsroom, it's always after a big story, and everyone applauds her. You know who's bitter is Clark Kent sitting behind her. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you know, Clark, you're never around when Brenda Starr's around. Shut up. <laughs> I'm here now, ain't I? Hey, Clark, how come you're not here when Superman's here? I'm here now, right? Ah! Okay, Skunk here there, Jonah is Charles. This is another big friend of our podcast, uh, Charles Durning. Oh, Charles Durning is great. Now, he, he storms in. You're cutting the pay of our staff because of depression? I quit. And he's like, Brenda, check out this pretend Einstein guy. You're not listening to me. I quit. Brenda, please, after the film. Wait, Brenda, you you're a woman. Game? I'm not listening. Yes. Goes with the territory. Now, we saw him in Hilt, didn't Am I wrong? We saw him in that Burton Reynolds movie directed by Hal Needham, right? Yeah, he was so old, he could hardly move. Oh, was it that was like scary. a recent thing? What was that? What movie was it that? It was a TV movie. It, it was, was for TBS. It was the hostage one. Yeah. It was like Hostage, Hostage 3, Hostage. And it oh. was... Uh, Hal Needham uh, used uh, Alan Smithy uh, credit, but he directed his friend in this TBS uh, murder series movie, and Charles Dunning is his buddy. At that time, he was, was in very poor health. Oh, yes. He was he as was big like, as a house. He could hardly move, and they shot around it. They filmed it. Yeah, they shot around, around him. him. Yeah, he was one of Burt Reynolds' guys. He was in yeah. all the Burt Reynolds movies. Now, yes. this is showing that this guy has made a fuel that can, that, Works well, it isn't a fuel, it's an engine that runs on water. 
What? Oh, we gotta kill. Yeah, now the yeah, government's gotta gonna kill, kill him. Who killed the water car? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was just showing that the, the gas tank is empty, he poured in water, and now the plane is flying. It's unbelievable. Why does he have to be there? So we oh, yeah, you with all power the energy crisis. Native? Yeah, How many white they, guys are there playing natives? He could have been discovered this elsewhere. Oh, well. I might have shot that at Princeton. <laughs> now, wasn't he in Tilt? Am I wrong? Mike? He had the he biggest a... belly in the world. Who? Oh. Wait, who? Charles Durning. Wasn't he in Tilt? Tilt? Tilt. Ah, the Brent, oh, my gosh. The Brooke Shields film we watched. The oh, pinball. Tilt, yeah. Wasn't he the pinball? He was the pinball master. Right, with the big belly. And then we saw him in another film, like, right after it, and he wasn't as Hello. fat. Yeah. You're right. He, he, Tilt is a really good movie. He's a teenage pinball yeah. prodigy who runs away from home and tries to beat the, the pinball wizard himself, Charles Dunning, who kind of, you know, becomes a mentor <laughs> adversary. Oh, look at this. You know a movie has big gaping holes when you have to throw in animated sequences like this, right? Like no, you girl. don't. It's a it's a movie about a comic strip. Now look you, at this saw... funny thing. He's starting to what the hell is this? I'm in the funnies. Uh huh. He's, He's gonna I, look at I'm the newspaper. The shop. Let me check the funnies in the funnies. What? Now look, a mystery woman appears across from him, and then poof. This is a very weird movie. I never realized this. Yeah, they didn't trust just to do a straight Brenda Star movie. It had like a Twilight Zone episode in the the, the movie. He's I mean, like if this is a better movie, we'd be praising these choices, but we're not, right? I mean, to be honest. Well, this movie has a bad, uh, it's an infamous rep because it never got released properly. It did. And it did get released in the video staple, but it always had this onus of the big film that never got theatrically released. Yes, and the Why thing is, is it's a really missed opportunity. You see, this was filmed in 86. It was supposed to come out in 87. And that is when, like, a lot was going on. Like, she was a huge um, star. Timothy Dalton had just gotten the James Bond stuff. There right. were movies out like Dick Tracy. And, you know, there was um, there, there were movies like... Uh, Batman. I mean, Batman, right? Oh, no, not yet, but Dick Tracy. Batman was 89. Yeah, yeah. Dick Tracy was after, wasn't it? So yeah, it would have been a great, great release. Um, they played rock music at the White House. Dick Tracy and Batman. You're right, Adam. It was Batman. This is Harry S. Truman. Now, do you, you remember Peyton Place, but not the one from our era, the one from the 60s? This the TV guy show was or the movie? huge from it. Nice. There was a Red Fox joke saying that uh, they named the foxhole after him, and they actually named... Uh, a hole after the president, Harry Truman, the Harry S hole. <laughs> was that in Okinawa? Was that in Japan? I, it was one of the many uh, Red Fox party albums on Laugh Records I used to listen to. The only joke I remember. I still have your vinyl and all your comedy records if you ever want them back. And I was just listening to Richard Pryor, your Richard Pryor record. 
I think it wasn't even like a famous Richard Pryor record. It was no, one and it was not. It's obscure, and I have never heard those routines before. Talking about two days ago. Oh wow, that's cool. I'm glad you have my record collection. That's 